Hola, amigos. Hola. <laughs> Episode 21 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman with Matt Deitch. What's happening, guys? Well, I, that's, I, I, <laughs> I've been I thinking about it. Like, <laughs> what, what can I do that's a little bit different? And, mm-hmm. I, you know, had I been a little bit more on my game, I suppose I would have gone to Google Translate and... and figured out exactly how to say welcome to the midwest angler podcast all in spanish yeah, well, well geez, you had me a little nervous there i felt like i was back in spanish class in high school and it was a test or something no that's all i got hola amigos <laughs> como estas well that's a bien <laughs> no. No. i'm going bilingual tonight yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming may, at you may, maybe later i'll throw throw something else in you know any know. russian or german or anything like yeah, you know you some dutch get a bunch of spit in your mouth and just kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh boy if we have any minorities that listen to this they, they we aren't love anymore yeah we, we love do. them all even the canadians that listen <laughs> yeah oh canadians <laughs> the casting deck podcast the canucks there. up there from winnipeg how are your jets doing <laughs> yeah, well better than what my wild did yeah, so well. i can't say anything to them <laughs> well it's been a busy couple kind of couple weeks here it's yeah. been a while since we've done a podcast yeah we had to skip a week we uh yeah we would be on 22 right now but we're only on 21 because i was on vacation last week and the way the chips fell we just didn't have time to make an episode in between there but that's give all everybody right. a break from us for a little bit give them a break now <laughs> now now they're back and they just can't wait for episode well, i've 21. been asked getting asked for like a week now like when's the next one when's the next one calls people driving texts. by all the time are they in there are they in there recording another show the paparazzi has been following me around they were down around the fort myers beach area oh, i know like, hey when's the i next saw the pictures online out? yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't easy but we got through it yeah you know we're gonna talk about a little bit of our first fishing adventure tournament of the year our club tournament your first bass tournament ever god that was just more fun than what i can handle it was a good time wasn't it it was it's I, kind of, it was fun i was it was good to be back fishing with that club over there great dudes yeah it's the iowa great lakes bass club they fish well Oka, the okaboji chain of lakes over in northwest iowa here and they also fish spirit lake i've fished with the club in the past before great group of guys uh very friendly come up talk to you before after the tournament even during the tournament sometimes yeah i never once felt like you know oh you know sometimes when you get into a competition competition setting like that you know they're kind of trying to size you up and you know you know you know the feeling but definitely that was not there no before takeoff before you know drawing boat numbers and stuff like that everybody was just kind of standing around in the parking lot just having a good time talking to each other and you know just getting ready to go yep they all share the same passion of bass fishing so it's kind of fun to have that around here you don't have a lot of bass fishermen around here so it's kind of cool to see that in a club over there there was some money on the line but i don't know if it was i don't want to say a small enough amount but you know maybe if it was thousands upon thousands of dollars you know then it changes it up a little bit but, but i mean you're still fishing for the competition a little bit of the pride aspect of it definitely and, definitely the bragging rights is always always something but yeah and we had a good day for it perfect holy smokes i got nice sunburned day. even yeah we started off in the morning it was like 40 lower 40s or mid 40s yeah well, something I, like that we both i mean i don't know if you ever actually even did shed your jacket uh, but not until about the last hour then it got hot it oh went, man it went it got from hot. yeah 40 degree weather in the morning to 80 degrees when we got off the lake yep and i i took i had a uh 
Blackfish Gale pullover, and it's got a fleece lining on it and whatnot, and it's a, it's a warm a warm deal. And boy, when I when I finally took that off, I I thought you know, ooh, I'll I'll be fine. Man, the sunburn when I finally got <laughs> off it it was unbelievable. I I didn't expect that for April. Yeah, yeah, the sun's still pretty powerful, it especially is. when you're on the water. But no, we uh, started at what was it seven thirty? Was that takeoff seven? Somewhere in there, legal light, fished until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was a three-fish limit per person. I fished as a boater. You fished as a non-boater. That's kind of cool that they have that set up in the club over there. And my fish had to be 15 inches long, and yours had to be 14 inches long to keep and weigh in. And the crazy thing is, all day long, I caught plenty of 14 and 7-8-inch bass that you could have kept, but I had to throw back, and you kept catching them that were like 13 and 7 eighths. It was just like, just so close. Unbelievable, yeah. But, you know, and, and that's one thing. I forget who I was telling that story, and, and somebody said to me something like, you know, well, didn't you ever think about taking Matt's fish? And, you know, I, I'm not sitting here trying to give us a pat on the back and whatnot, but that wasn't ever even discussed. discussed. No, that know? didn't even cross our mind because that's it's against the rules. you got to catch your own fish. Yeah, yeah, it's against the rules, but I think, you know, it could have been done. It, it could well, have been done. Anybody, no one would have ever known, right. and we, we would have come home, and, and neither of us would have even gotten into the money that way. Exactly. But, but still, like, I mean, that, that really, I don't know, it says something – to me about you that that it was never even you know it wasn't yeah. it, it was never even said as a joke right you know and, right. and i don't know it's all I, about I like character that. thing yep i mean you got to have good character carry yourself in a professional manner it doesn't matter how small or how big the tournament it is uh, the, you hate seeing that those stories online of people that have cheated in tournaments whether Yellow they went bonanza well, yeah whether they went out before and caught fish and had them hit out there and then went out there the tournament day and did that or they tried to shove a bunch of weights down into their stomach and yep. so they weighed more um so yeah it never really crossed it didn't cross our minds it was just we knew i had to have 15 inch fish and you had to have 14 inch fish i was you know lucky enough to bring in three to weigh i had a limit to weigh in mine weighed seven pounds three ounces Still a couple pounds out of the money, and yep. you're, you're, you were able to bring in one, and uh, that one weighed what two pounds, a yep. little over two, two pounds, yeah, two point zero eight or something like that. But and if you could have caught a couple more of those, you would have been right there towards the money. Yep. And the crazy thing is, the last cast of the day for me, I caught one that was right at fifteen inches. I mean, if you could have, I mean, it's that's the thing about it is you know. I, it wasn't like, no, Scott, you have to cast over here and I get a cast up here. No. We were casting in there and it was just kind of like, you could have just as easily caught those fish as I could have easily caught yeah, those and, fish. And the whole entire tournament for us, besides one fish that I guess you caught uh, over on a river or on a bank, but was the tail of two docks. Yeah. Two docks, we caught all of our fish. That's right. And... And the first fish you caught at about eight o'clock in the morning. Yep. Uh, you know, we blasted off seven, seven thirty, whatever it was. And so, yeah, it might have been eight, eight thirty, but you got that first fish, and you know, it, it felt good to get that monkey right. off our back. You know, we got a fish in the boat, and it was a nice fish too. But yeah, then we went the whole entire rest of the the morning into the afternoon with with that being it, and and the one fish that you did catch on the bank didn't end up being of size but 
yeah, we we couldn't do it. And then we ended up going back to the dock that you caught the original fish that morning. And there was a lot of fish yeah, stacked got, up underneath they, of there. They kind of came up there and stacked up. That's one nice thing about Okaboji this time. Well, one nice thing, one bad thing about it is not all the docks are in. And some of them are always better than others. And so we were able to fish that those docks. But, you know, a lot of people, other people also had the opportunity to fish those docks. Yep. And it, it was kind of neat to see the pattern that developed on the docks that we were fishing. The docks that we caught fish on were all very similar. Yeah. To yep. each other. And it was kind of, you brought up one point while we were fishing. It's just like, it seems like not only were they wood, but, you know, there was other things that. A big platform yep. at the end. Yep. yep. And it, and it kind of, it surprised me a little bit just for the fact that it was, it was still early spring. The water was still cold. And I didn't think that the, the sun would play that effect. Usually in the summertime is when you see that. They like to get up and way up underneath right, the docks be into the shade. the shade and stuff. But it was kind of neat to see that. And, yeah, we were able to find a couple of those and really key in on the on it and pick some fish off of there. Yep. And you, and then the bad thing is we were fishing the <laughs> this docks. This had to come up. We were fishing the docks. And a couple other guys that have been longtime members of that club over there always have fished really a long time in it do really well in it they came around and asked if we were going to fish the next dock well we were at the one that we were catching a lot of fish off of so it was just you know what go ahead we're go ahead you're coming by go fish it and those guys pulled up there and the guy ended up winning the tournament and he caught the big fish off and we watched him catch it and that one ended up weighing like five pounds two ounces something like yeah, that yeah I, so. I said to you i was like he's got a fish over there and and i couldn't see it because there was kind of a boat lift in the way and you said it's a big fish too yeah <laughs> and it was just it's one of those deals i mean they they thanked us up yeah, and down yeah. you know they they were good dudes they, yeah, they came know. up at, at way in before actually way in when we while i was waiting to load the boat out there he pulled up beside us thanked us again afterwards came up shook our hands was very grateful for us doing that because, you know, some guys would tell them to go get lost in nice terms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, again, it's anybody can go up there and, and fish. It's just what it is. You want to know something that I really took away from that tournament that just still, to like, I, I've thought about it a lot since then, was that last fish that you caught, we, we decided was right at the – what was it, 15 inches? Yep. Yeah, right at the 15-inch mark. I mean, oh, it was so close. And right. and so you said, you know, when we get back there, we got to ask somebody else for another measuring board to, to double reference this because I don't want to bring in a fish, you know. That's when illegal it, to it, weigh. Exactly. When it's that close, the last thing you want to do is get up to the table and have them measure it and say, hey, Matt, you got one fourteen seven eighths here. You know, and then you're disqualified from the tournament from bringing in a small fish. Exactly, but when we measured it on that other guy's board, it was over 15 by by. I mean, it was like a considerable amount. Yeah, I mean, it 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 wouldn't have even been a question on that board, but on yours it was. And and I've heard that before. You know, I I don't want to get off subject too far here, but my dad has said that at at the manufacturing plant that they never want to uh, change the brand of tape measures. Exactly. Because it, it does fluctuate, you know, and it's like, how does that fluctuate? You know, that that's something that should be so standard. Well, a lot of it, too, is, you know, you're talking about aluminum 
measuring boards. So you're throwing them around in your boat all the time. Sometimes the end of it might get a little bent or That's something true. like That's that. True. Or the, a lot of the factors come into it. Yep. They There's one ter- ruler out there, I think it's called the judge, that a lot of these like big tournaments use as their bump board, as their measuring yep. board. And yep, I've heard that. So, I don't know, I've been kind of looking into getting one of those, but it was reassuring knowing that yeah, mine yep. was... You'd you rather have always, it be a little bit long than a yeah, little bit short. Yeah. I mean, you know, and especially, you know, we we drive over from Rock Rapids at, what what did you come pick me up at? Five oh, o'clock in the morning? Five, yeah. Yeah, five o'clock in the morning. You go over there, you pay your money, and and we're just not guys that are purposely trying to cheat, you know, whatever. So, so yeah, you, you, you put in all the work, and, and granted, yeah, we got to go fishing for a day, whatever, but, you know, to, to have that come come down at the end you know because and and especially you know when it was like you know what do you think because you called me over you know you think that's 15 (laughs) inches yeah i think it's 15 inches and i knew you were more hesitant i was like yeah that's 15 inches but yeah you know i mean just just the way the fish you know has its mouth closed or whatnot you know that that can be a 16th of an inch right but yeah yeah, whatever so that's that but but i mean it's just all things that come into it like you just said there it's not it's not just going out and just fishing. There's a lot more to it. It's constantly going through your head. You're you're trying to focus on what you're doing, but you're also thinking, okay, if they're not here, what's what are we going to go and do? And sometimes you got to scrap everything what you thought it was going to be and go do something else. You hear guys in the big tournaments talk about it all the time in all the tournaments. You know, sometimes you just got to trust your gut and do it. An- another thing that was really wild to me is, and I think maybe we even touched on this on one of the last podcasts was when me and you go out walleye fishing, if all of a sudden we start catching panfish or, you know, if we go out pan fishing and we start catching walleyes or we start catching bass or whatever, you know, a, a walleye trip can quickly become a bluegill right. trip, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're on this bass tournament where we strictly have to go after nothing but bass that morning, right before you caught that that bass we got into some yellow bass yeah there was and and i mean it was like golly this would be a lot of fun because they were nice yellow bass and you know it would have been a lot of fun to to drop all largemouth and smallmouth fishing and focus on these yellow bass well then it wasn't but a few hours later we're up on a totally different part of the lake and and we're trolling along and all of a sudden you you're like hey there's a crappie and yeah, sure enough, there was a crappie right underneath the surface of the water. I got to think that there could have possibly been some more crappies some more. in that area. And how much fun would that have been to sit there <laughs> right. and, and drop drop camp and freaking catch a bunch of crappies? But no, we're on a bass, you know, a bass fishing mission. And yeah, that's yeah. that's what it was. But yeah, it, and I don't know. I it's, it's my first tournament. My goal was to weigh one fish, and I got that done. And 45 minutes out from weighing... I didn't have that one fish right. yet. So, you know, it, it was one of those deals where whatever, I got I got my, I, I hit my goal. My next goal will be obviously maybe to, win, you know, weigh a limit or weigh to whatever. But I don't know. This bass fishing tournament deal is, is something that I think might have got in my blood and maybe a little bit too much with my, <laughs> with my personality. I've, 
I've already been thinking like, all right, four year plan. Like how big could I take this? And, and I've, I've got so much to learn. I learned a ton and I got to thank you for that. You know, just how much bass fishing knowledge I learned on that one day is, is more than what I've, what I knew in the last 30 years of my whole entire life, you know? And, and I thought it was a lot of fun. I did a drop shot rig with a, a wacky rigged yum dinger, 18 inches up and golly was that fun I, yep. I just really liked that style of fishing that's something that i think i could really get into and the, the great thing about a drop shot is you catch them any time of the year and it's so versatile you can catch them in a lot of different places and you can rig it up a lot of different ways yep another thing i gotta say is how awesome you did running that trolling motor it gets because we had yeah. some wind that day yeah we had some wind that day and we got into some tight quarters you know, going up in the docks right along the boat lifts and whatnot. And I mean, there was a lot of times where we were just three foot away from the docks and man, you just freaking precisioned that thing right around there. It, it was, it was fun. It, you know, that was, that was half the fun is just seeing how, how you did that. And then yeah, for a guy who's never flipped docks and pitch jigs right. and, and whatnot like that, it, it was fun. It was a good experience for me. Yeah, it, it was, it, you know, I caught most of mine on a jig just pitching up a jig up underneath of there. I figured that's what it was. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of bites, but a lot of times with a jig, you can catch. That's where your big bites come in. So when you're only fishing for three, sometimes it's like you're going for it all. And Yep. No, it was a good time. Good to get the first one under the out of the way for the year, kind of for you to see what it was like for me to get back into it. Like I said, I, I love the part of, you know, you're – watching your watch you're looking at it it's like okay all right it's like last this is gonna be the last cast Scott, but we gotta go we gotta go you know and then you gotta idle through west yeah under the bridges under the bridges and it's just like keep looking at the clock and open it up to get back across west and because checking was at three and you think you're going at a pretty good clip and here comes a couple other guys nitro with the the 250s just like you're standing still they're going 60 70 miles per hour and it's just like wow yeah that was crazy that was crazy we got back with three or four minutes to spare we had plenty of time and it's not like they're standing out there like with a stopwatch and that that would be a thing you know I, i like to get i like to get to work at 10 12 minutes early I could see if I was running the boat, you know, it gets to be about 15, 20 minutes out. I might be the type that's like, eh, I think, uh, you know, even if it's just a little five minute jump back, like I, I would be the, probably one of the first ones back every single time. And, and I just like that safety feature right. of that, you know, oh, for sure. There's times where I'm like that too. And then I'll just go kind of fish around yeah, that's true the, too. the landing area. And a lot of people do that. If it's a windy day, I'll definitely go back early just to give myself plenty of time and everything like that. Yep. So. No, yeah. Our next one is coming up May 18th, I think it is. Yep. I think that should set up right time of the year. I think that there's going to be big weights. And that's one thing about this club. There is some really good fishermen in this oh, yeah. club and you have you have got to bring it. Yep. In order to like give yourself a chance to win it. I mean, it was 12 pounds to win on three fish, so you know, that's pretty good. Well, when we turned that corner into the into the boat ramp parking lot there and I saw all those you know high dollar boats and you know nice trucks and whatnot it was like you know for a first timer like me that was a touch intimidating you know it's like oh, yeah. holy moly it but. can yeah it definitely can get a person and that's something i've always had to kind of get over is the fact that you know it's nice having those and sometimes that's not what it's about it's about oh yeah the fishing in itself yeah so. definitely definitely 
And, you know, so we're going to get ready for the next one. You got the chance to go down to Florida over last week and get out on the water a little bit as well. Was, yep. Uh, we had a beautiful morning. Uh, the wind was blowing a little bit, but it wasn't bad. Uh, we took off out of uh, right by Sanibel Island, Fort Myers Beach, whatever, and we fished off the off the beach of Sanibel. I, I suppose... I don't know if we would have been a mile off Sanibel, but it was we were a ways out there, uh, about 18 foot of water. And yeah, what we did was uh, we had big bait casting rods, and we we threw out baits. I mean, 12, 14 inch fish, and and actually Aubrey ended up catching a Spanish mackerel that would have probably gone closer to 18 inches, and hooked that puppy up. Monster hooks! Holy moly! <laughs> And yeah, we threw them out with a float and they sat probably six foot below the float and just kind of tossed it uh, 10, 15, 20 yards back behind the boat. And I'll never forget because I mean, it was only three, four minutes after we casted out that first bait. And all of a sudden I'm looking out there and my polarized sunglasses just cut through the, cut through the water and sure as shit, oops, a daisy, <laughs> sorry, sure enough, uh, yeah, I start seeing a shark and it's like, holy, you know, this is crazy. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't very long. Float goes under and Grady actually got that one. I think it was, uh, that one was, that was a black tip shark and probably two and a half, three foot long, something like that. Maybe it wouldn't have even gone three. I'm not sure. But yeah, you know, it was a good fight for him. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it you know, he kind of had that look in his eyes like, holy <laughs> smokes and got it in and you know, so, so yeah, we get it in and, you know, we want to take pictures first shark, you know, kids are touching it and whatever. And yeah, Captain Josh has it sitting on the, on the side of his boat, like on the, on the side ledge. And he's telling Grady and Aubrey, you know, be careful. Cause at any second, this thing can whip around and, you know, it, it can get you if you're touching its tail, you know, they're lightning fast and whatnot. And just like that, my dad got a video of it. And all of a sudden that thing whips around and, and he was wearing a set of khaki fishing pants and that thing got, got his pants and I thought it got his leg and it's like, holy smokes, you know, we ain't even 25 minutes into this trip and we're going to be heading back to the dock. And no, I didn't get him, but yeah, it ripped a good hole in his pants. And I saw the pictures. That's a crazy, the, t the bite mark is, it's crazy. It was crazy. And I think on your Snapchat, you had him talking about how he grabs him by the back fin, right? Just yep. for the fact that if you do grab him in the tail, back tail, they will yep. swing around and bite you. He said the black, I think, I think he said the black tips can't do it as well, but the lemon sharks really can get around and bite their own tail. So yeah, if you're tail grabbing them, you, you're in harm's way there. And <laughs> that, that it was, it was really something. Out. It was, it was neat. It, I, I would say that when maybe we landed six or eight of them, uh, probably in, two hours or something like that and actually my dad ended up getting seasick oh while we were out there. yeah we all took the the motion sickness pills and dad did the kiss of death and said i don't get motion sickness <laughs> and and you know i i know what it was you know you get all you know you get the sharks in the boat and you're staring at that little screen on your phone and you oh, know, yeah. you're looking at stuff on the ground and you know like i said you know it was decently windy it, it wasn't big waves you know but yeah, you, you do that for a little while and when it hits, it hits. And, and he said, you know, you know what, Josh, I will take one of those motion sickness pills, but it was too late. Yeah. You know, once it's too late, it's too late. 
But yeah, then we ended up going in, Josh threw out a cast net and caught a bunch of what I'm going to call minnow chub like fish, but they're really a different fast little fish. But yeah, then we ended up kind of going back into the bay, throwing out some, uh, throwing out some of those underneath some floats. I free lined mine, but yeah, we caught some Spanish mackerel, some ladyfish. uh, I think one was called like a lizard fish. I don't know if that's actually a real name or if that's just what they call them, but it was cool. You know, we kind of got a taste of the shark fishing and then we got a taste of the inshore fishing and it was a lot of fun. It, it, it always is, you know, just when you're ocean fishing, you just never quite know yeah. what, what you could pull in. Another crazy thing was as we were packing up and going to head in, Josh started reeling in one of the, the lines and we had a big shark, a, a, I mean, bigger than what we had caught. I, I'd say well over six foot, you know, maybe seven, eight foot. And it started chasing, and he's like, he, he stopped immediately, and he's like, he handed me off the pole, and he's like, get ready, it's going to come back. And we waited for about five, ten minutes, and it just never did. Hmm. But that, that would have been neat. We actually saw a few fish that came up to the, or a few sharks that came up to the bait, kind of circled it, and, and never did take it. And so, I don't know, you know, a, a lot of them died why you know when when we put them in the live well after we threw them out one of the really neat things is those spanish mackerel they have to be swimming at all times if they're not their swim bladder doesn't work really and yeah. and they'll die so you know we threw a live spanish mackerel into the live well and he said 45 seconds and that thing's going to be floating and and it was just like that it's crazy but they're fast fish you know they they really move fast it was fun it was a lot of fun I suppose you kind of see that with, like, on Wicked Tuna, the show. Yeah. When they're catching the bait and, you know, they're talking about how you always got to keep it lively, keep it alive, and that's yep. the only way they can really catch them is live yep. bait. So. And we, we, uh, we caught them on dead, but, you know, you wonder, you know, kind of like what we deal with sometimes, ice fishing and whatnot, you know, you might catch a couple on, you know, on waxworms, but you don't catch all of them on waxworms, or you might catch a couple on plastics, but not all of them, you know, just something wasn't quite right and they yeah. knew it. And so they, they skedaddered, but, but all in all, pretty good trip. Oh, definitely. Kids had fun. Definitely. Dad had fun except for the motion sickness. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get, he didn't throw up or anything. No, he didn't. Right. He didn't. I, I was, I was thinking, golly. So if he does, do I Snapchat this oh, and yes, send it do. to the guys at work? So <laughs> yes, I, you do. You know what, man, he's, <laughs> He's the one that's buying my supper. <laughs> oh, we did it to my father-in-law when we were out in off the coast of Maine deep sea fishing. Did you? He got seasick. Old Barry did, and he just he was puking off the side of the boat, and his own daughter Had is to. leaning out there videotaping him the whole yeah, time. Sometimes so. he got to. So. Oh yeah, that's still floating around somewhere. Yeah. Anything so. else that you guys caught? Just the what you said there. Yeah, the lizard fish, the Spanish mackerel. Uh, did you keep any and eat any of them? Nope nope through it all we had done that i feel bad saying it but we did it last year my grandpa had said you know oh yeah you know if you come back with some fish you know i'll fry it up whatever well my mom was cleaning out his freezer and said guess what it's still there <laughs> so you know we my family as anyone who knows my family i mean we value eating out a lot and and i mean we base whole entire vacations off of where we're going to eat at night during the day you know we'll make some sandwiches whatever but going out to eat at night is is just my family's thing it always has been that's kind of you know when we have birthdays when we have whatever 
it's it's where are we going to go out to eat tonight and and my dad and me you know we're fish lovers we, we like to eat fish and when you go down there and the black grouper and all that the mahi mahi's on the menu right, yeah. and there's a lot of restaurants down there that'll advertise 24 hours ago that fish was still swimming, swimming. Yep. and so you know it, it's fresh never frozen oh it's good and yeah that's why when we used to go out to maine that's the way it was and yeah there's just something about it fresh right out of the ocean i mean we went down, always went down to this one little place that you know sitting on the ocean or back in one of the bays and yep the yeah, fish market's just, probably just a couple yeah, blocks well, down. It is. they yep. come up the boat comes up and sells it right to them and yep so, that's good stuff yeah um but yeah good trip then it's good it was. to hear it was i gotta get down there with you one of these times you do uh, and you know to any of you guys that happen to be listening, if, if, if you know me at all and you ever want to get in on some saltwater fishing, it, it'd be hard for me to get down there and, and leave Kayla back here, so she'd probably have to come too. But, you know, yeah, God dang it. I mean, this it, it is fun, and, yeah. and you know, I, I'm so blessed to, to have a place that I can go down there and stay for free and yeah it's 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 a blast yeah well besides saltwater fishing we got the big walleye weekend coming up over here That's at right. the iowa great lakes the weather's gonna it's it's iowa it's it's walleye weekend. It wouldn't be walleye weekend if the weather was nice. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's I, true. I know I can remember more cold, windy, rainy, sleety, snowy days for walleye weekend than nice sunny days and yep not only is it walleye weekend but on sunday over there it's the okaboji open that's always a big bass tournament usually a 50 boat tournament that fills up pretty fast I wonder is colby van beek gonna fish that yeah he is okay. i'm pretty sure he is i thought that's what he told us yeah. at the looked looked like he's, he's uh, been he's been on him yeah I, I god that'd be sweet if he could just come through and just i think he's gonna, he's gonna have a good tournament good. I, i'm I pretty sure so. he's gonna have colby will have one it's always kind of one of those double-edged swords things over there with that coming up, everybody's over there pre-fishing, so a lot of fish are getting you bumped know, around and stuck and kind of bothered. And it's going to take twenty pounds to win it. It usually does twenty plus pounds to win the Okaboji Open. I mean, you can catch. There's going to be bags of seventeen, eighteens caught, but if it's not over twenty pounds, I'll be surprised. The winning weight. That's okay. usually what it is. And like I said, it's it's a big tournament. There's a lot of guys that are on professional tours now that have come down and won it one of the couple years that we were in it my friend joe and i we fished we had like 14 15 pounds the one day and uh josh douglas and one of his friends josh fishes the flw tour and they ended up winning it with like 21 or 22 pounds so yep, those are some good sticks yeah but as far as walleye weekend goes it opens up on midnight it would be considered saturday morning at midnight at 12 a.m uh you have to be registered by then you can go to a lot of the bait shops over there and get registered for it i think uh, online also and i don't know the the website but if you can't get over there beforehand uh go to one of the bait shops facebook right. pages it, it's like the okabojichamber.com or something like yep. that but you can register on there also and what that registration does is it gets you in the, it gives you an opportunity to they what is it release 10 tagged walleyes i, I think is it. what it is i believe it they have tagged them from the fish hatchery over there and they release them before the tournament or before midnight on friday and or uh, saturday morning i should say and if you catch one of those during this weekend and you're the only one that catches it 
I think you get thirty-seven thousand dollars. Thirty-seven. Yeah, I, I think that's the big. If more than one is caught, then you know, obviously, it all splits up. It depends how many are caught. But so uh, it's not it, okay. I, I'm, I'm. Yes, I didn't completely understand that. I thought that one fish was worth thirty-seven thousand dollars. I don't and think like another fish. You know, maybe that one's only worth five hundred. Maybe this one's worth one thousand. No, but, it's. I think okay. it's. I think okay. it's like if you catch, if you're the only one that catches one that weekend, you get the whole pot and wasn't it last year that a kid caught that fish yeah and put it in his fish basket out the end of his dock and didn't realize it until he brought it in to get them cleaned and they were like and he and he didn't register no no i think he was registered if i remember right okay uh maybe uh, there was there's another story too of a kid that caught one later on in the year and he didn't register for it okay because if nobody catches one this weekend or even if only one person catches it i think if you like we're registered for this weekend it still goes throughout the year if you catch tag walleye you can still win like i think it's a like thousand. a ten dollar extension isn't yes, it? Yep. yeah and yep. it's like you can, you can win like a thousand dollars or there's like some monetary not award. not the full 37 but right. something yep so and he didn't <laughs> and he caught oh, a tag walleye and it's just like well <laughs> i for some reason i thought that that kid last year and i'm sure i'm wrong but i thought that he had like debated whether or not to, to sign up for it didn't ended up catching the thirty seven thousand dollar one and and no, i'm pretty whatever. sure that he was registered you're, you're he probably just did, right but he just can you imagine the stomach ache oh, oh. Man. geez but but that yeah that's coming up and i think on sunday some of the bait shops over there have a little contest going on yep like, some door prizes yeah. and whatnot I've seen at a couple There's of the some big meals, shops. You know, some of them are offering some meals. I think that stands in Oak Hill Outdoors are kind of doing a yeah, thing down there. Yeah, chicken at the junction or yeah, something like that. Yeah, they got some I things think, going on yeah, down there. Maybe I think, a seminar or two. Yep, or, some of the guides and some pros are going to be there talking. Yep. So, you know, definitely get over there. Just remember, it's you're only allowed three walleyes over at the lakes on Spirit, Oak, the Okaboji chain. It's three walleyes, and the slot limit is anything 17 to 22 inches has to be released. So you can only keep under 17 inches and then one over 22 inches. And, yeah, you're allowed three of them. So just remember that if you're heading over there this weekend. And keep your eyes open. You never know. Sometimes those tags can kind of lay right down the back of the walleye and you know, kind of examine them thoroughly when you catch one. Yep. But, yeah. Other than that, we got the Bassmaster Bass Elite Series. Series I'm, I'm pumped for this one. The I, Texas Big Bass thing that they do down there. It's the turn. The format's a little different this week. If yeah, you didn't know. is it catch and release? It's they have a slot on that lake that's anything 16 to 24 inches, I believe, has to be released. Okay. So obviously, fishing a tournament, it's like, oh, okay. So what they're doing is it's kind of a catch, record, and release. Yep. I, I, tournament and the marshals in the boats. They'll weigh the fish for them, and then, you know, obviously, then they can bring one over in. Okay. So they'll bring in one fish to, one big fish to weigh. That's really too bad. Like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, the rules are the rules. But, you know, the, there is something about the final weigh-in, you know, getting in there and launching up two The bat, big ones, you know, yeah. Whatever, but whatever. It, it's going to be killer cool to see what kind of weights. Yeah. I was listening to Keith Combs on uh bass talk live today and he was talking that he he truly thinks that probably not the daily record but that the total the, the total record he said he thinks it'll it'll get pushed and i think it's 135 pounds something like that and 
you know, another thing that I thought was really interesting about that is they said that on the fantasy league, like 60% of the people are jumping on the Keith Combs bandwagon. And he said he truly feels like maybe he's only fished that seven or eight times yep. Lake Fork. Like he, he said he fishes a lot of the lakes around it, but he's he said Texas Lake Fork. Guy. Yep, yep. But it was hard not to pick Texas guys for this tournament. I gotta say I did it. <laughs> I, I've got a couple non Texas guys, but a couple of them are guys that have done well in the Toyota Big Buck Big Bass tournaments down there. Um Everybody's really anticipating this one because if, if you don't know what we're talking about here, it's a four-day tor- tournament, and a lot of people really think that the total weight is going to be over 130 pounds, maybe even over 140 pounds for four days, which is crazy when you think about oh. it. That's that's like 30 pounds a day. So you think about that five, you know, 30 plus pounds a day, you're allowed to your five biggest fish, five so, eight pounders. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's going to take, and there's going to be some people that are going to bring in. I mean, the big bass of the tournament is going to be crazy. It's going to, it's going to be over ten. I think the big bass of the tournament is going to be. The disappointing thing is is that they're not going to have good weather down there. They yeah. got a lot of. Uh, I think it's on Wednesday. Lake Fork is supposed to get three inches of rain. Is it? Yeah. And, and and it's high already. They said that it's high. The lake is higher than normal right now. Anyways. Yep. And and the FLW and MLF are just fishing a little bit to the east of there, like in Oklahoma and maybe somewhere else. And I guess that whole entire system is just going to kind of hit all yeah. of them. And yeah, and the elite or MLF is at Smith Lake right now. Smith Lake, yep. where the elites were like a couple weeks, a couple tournaments ago. And yeah, and then I, there was an open tournament there this last week. Okay, I don't know where FLW is. I, they were just I, I heard they it, were just down in Oklahoma. No, they were just down in North Carolina, I think, Lake Cherokee. Yeah, they're they're somewhere over. Are they te- over in Texas, that, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Kansas, something, right. something in that? And and I, you know, listening so, listening to that, you know, there's so many lakes down there that you and, know, I, I just don't know. Uh, so listening to some of the locals talk about that tournament down there this week it's kind of they're two weeks too late and two weeks too early right now so there's a lot of them that are you know i actually think it's going to take less than 30 pounds a day to win it i it's going to be definitely over 100 pounds it's going to be over the century mark but i don't think it's going to be as crazy as what people think i think there's a lot of people that think everybody's going to be coming in there and nobody's going to catch anything less than 10 pounds and it's just like no it's gonna yep i mean it's crazy to think of a tournament where five and six pounders are obsolete (laughs) are gonna be small (laughs) it's like it's just like oh i got another four another five pounder so that is crazy so who who i i I promise i won't change it yet and i don't think i'll get this uploaded yet tomorrow morning so who do you got winning it i i think it's going to be stetson blaylock again or matt heron They've both won down there. Blaylock right now is his momentum. And it's just something about um, bass fishing that the bass tour momentum plays such a huge role. And he's fishing with confidence right now. When you feel good, and, you fish good. And it is true. Yep. And I just, like I said, he's had success down there. And I think he's focused. He's His career right now is really, really taken off. I really, fire. I really think that he's going to have one. And then old Matt Heron. He just seems if it's going to be a jig tournament, which they're talking it could be, he's a guy that he's going to flip and pitch his way to some big ones. What's uh, what's the name? Is it 
Elias or Ellison or Paul Elias has the record. Okay, God dang it! Who who guided on Fork? That's that Livesay. 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 Yeah. 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 Something. That's who I got. Is it? Yeah. yeah well, got, they're I, talking about yeah the Livesay or yeah, yeah Livesay or whatever. He's been having a great re- year, really. He has, except for the one tournament he kind of stumbled on. He had like a sixty some place finish, but again, you know, he's fishing well. It's his home lake. He's guided. He guides over 300 days a year on that lake. Yep. So you got to think. Well, yeah. And <laughs> if anyone's got an advantage, it's him. That's who, that's who I picked. And see, that's I a, don't know. I know a lot of so. people have. I just kind of went away from that because I kind of need some fantasy points and to yep. try to get past Jeremy. So yeah, I I know who Jeremy's got. So I, I'm not. I won't say it. He, if I do, then all of a sudden he'll be crying and whatnot. I don't know if I should have said what I who I got because now he'll go in there and change. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I'll try not to get this. I'll try not. Well, no. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll get it uploaded uh, yet tonight just because we're already running a little bit late, um, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I got 115 pounds. 115. I got like 119 or something yep. right in there. I think 119.4 or something. Yep. As I mean, I I'd be happy to be wrong and have it go 140 or something oh, be, like that. It That'd would be cool to see some people, you know, bring in 40, 50. I mean, a 50 pound bag is just that would be ridiculous. But what what's the what is the current record? It's like 45 or 45, 42 somewhere in there. Uh, Dean Rojas on Lake Tahoe. Okay, has it. Okay. So, but yeah, there's going to be some tired and sore dudes after that tournament. Yeah. Well, that's good. Fish like that that's all good. They're making the big bucks. They can do it. That's so. exactly right. I don't feel sorry for them getting to do that. <laughs> no. And we're going to try to get down to Lake Fork sometime. And yeah. I, I know some people that live down like right next to it. I, I actually Google mapped it today after I was texting you about it. They live 21 miles from the nearest boat ramp and, and they got a little, little acreage ranch deal or whatever just east of dallas i I think it's kind of northeast of dallas if i if i paid attention correctly and she is a great cook i i know that they love to have us down there we gotta do it we gotta do it It, we we always say we gotta take advantage of these opportunities we gotta do it we gotta do it so yep so yeah i think that'll be it good luck to everybody out there and fishing Hopefully we can get rid of this rainy, cold weather and get some steady stuff. And the lakes are actually getting a little higher than yeah. <laughs> our river. Here I caught in my town. first smallmouth yeah, last it, night yeah. out of the river. So yeah, now I, we just I, need I, that to go down a little bit more. Yeah, it was it was high. I I think I actually caught one of the same fish Ramsey caught just nah, a couple nights didn't. ago. Yeah, mine was bigger. That's right. Yours? Well, it wasn't bigger. Yours <laughs> actually looked healthy, and his after he touched it, it probably was the grease. We went forty-two minutes All without right. without bashing Ramsey. We had to get one in there. That's right. He's gone with the army again. Good luck down there, Ramsey Aerosol yeah. School. Go get him. Yep, yep. But it looked like it was tough. Yeah. But, oh yeah. So, all right. Check you guys next week.